Welcome to the Mind of the Fans podcast. Your go-to show for all things Premier League football. Join host David and Spy every week as they dissect the best and worst moments from each match. Delivering insightful analysis and engaging discussions from intense rivalries to top-notch performances. They've got you covered, but it doesn't stop there. Stay tuned for updates on major European games and breaking news. Get ready for an unforgettable football experience on the Mind of the Fans podcast. Let the games begin. Hello everyone, we're so glad you could join us on another episode of Mind of the Fans podcast. The show we discuss all things football. We are back from the international break. I'm David, he's Spy. Spy, how you doing? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. I'm doing so lovely, actually. Having one of the best weeks of my life, more or less. Um, How's your week? Or how is your week, my bad? My week? Uh, I think I'll use a past tense. My week was... It was good, because to me, my week is over. How's your week over? Once United plays, my week is over. Well, United plays Saturdays. And sa- no, United actually plays Sunday. My bad, yeah. But- like I said, my week is over. That's David. That's good. What did you do with your break, your international break? It's pretty much nothing, just some undisclosable things to the general public. And uh, yeah, just living my best life. Live your best life. That's lovely. How about you? I was also, you know, living day by day, going day by day. I didn't really do much other than some school stuff. It's always school stuff. So that's pretty much it. Took some time for myself replenished you know all that was lost so that was pretty much what i did but anyways we're back from the international break another premier league match day come and gone how are you feeling about it well that match day was a bit it was a it was a mixed match day mixed emotion match day match day sorry but um it was pretty good bottom line we got the results I wanted, I think my my predictions were pretty close. Not the best, but very close. Very close. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But as always, we have to first and foremost start with appreciating you guys for listening. You guys listening means the world to us. So we appreciate the support. We appreciate all the love. So thank you guys so much for listening. And we ask, you know, as usual, just keep listening. Our subscribers keep growing day by day as the numbers increase so thank you so much for it and as always from spy keep up the good work yes keep up the good work so yeah pretty much as spy alluded we don't really have much to this well we actually have much to discuss another match will come and gone kind of disappointing in a sense because we expected more considering the fixtures we had but it still gave some pretty nice results so let's kick off with that first off we'll start with spy's predictions spy do you even remember your predictions though I remember most of it. Okay, let me know which one I remember. Okay, let's let's start from um Everton. I think um Liverpool Everton. I think I said um three 0 Okay, to Liverpool, yeah. Uh Wolves Bournemouth. I think I said two 0 to Wolverhampton. Wolves Bournemouth. You said two 0 to Wolves, yeah. Brentford Burnley. I think I said Brentford win. I can't remember what I said, but I did say a Brentford win. Okay. Um, Newcastle Palace. I think I said one nil Newcastle. Okay, that okay, that's spot. Nottingham Forest looting. I said Nottingham Forest to win, but they decided not to. Yes. And I did say an Elanga masterclass, which we saw. 
but uh, they did not just get the result I wanted. Arsenal, Chelsea, you know, I always get them big games right. I got that one to all draw. Okay. Sheffield, Manchester United, I did not predict that. But David said, man, you to win 2-0. And I said, clean sheet or nana? Questionable. So in all fairness, I think I did indirectly predict it. Aston Villa, okay. West Ham, I said, I think, uh, was it 2-1 for Villa? Oh, no, sorry, for West Ham, sorry. I did say 2-1 for West Ham. And Spurs, Fulham, I said Spurs win. I can't remember how many, but I did say Spurs win. Okay, well, let me just run down your predictions quickly. Everton, Liverpool, you put 3-0 to Liverpool. Bradford, Bordley, you went 2-1 to Bradford. Bournemouth, Wolves, you went 2-0 to Wolves. Forest, Luton, you went 3-1 to to Forest. City, Brighton, you went 2-0 all. 2-1. 2-1. I, I should have made you pick one at that point in time. Okay, well, <laughs> Newcastle Palace, you went 1-0 to Palace. Chelsea Arsenal, you went 2-2. Sheffield, Manchester United, you went, or I went 2-0 to United. Villa West Ham, you went 2-1 to West Ham. Spurs Fulham, you went 3-1 to Spurs. So, on an overall sense, you did do was that too? Let's let me give you let me give you the city Brighton. You did, but if I give me the city Brighton, you also have to give me the United Sheffield because I did question Onana's clean sheet in that game. Yeah, but you didn't give you didn't say what the score would be for United. Yeah, you, you said two 0 and I, I said two nil. Okay, so it could have been two two though. Line. It could have been two two. It could have I been. I question them winning. I only two, two, is, two two isn't them winning though. But that's the thing. I did not question the result, like the winning result, like. I didn't question if it was going to be a draw or a loss. I just questioned his clean sheet. So it means I, I agreed with you for the win and for the two goals, but now I agree with you for the clean sheet. So indirectly, so, dire- I agree to disagree, but... So three about that. I think you should you should also give me Fulham Tottenham because if you did the math, three minus one is two nil. Oh my God. Let's just stop talking. <laughs> okay, stop talking. Stop talking. No. Anyways, let's go from there to the actual results. Liverpool, Everton... 2-0 to, to Liverpool, yeah. Bradford, Burnley, 3-0 to Burnley. Sorry, 3-0 to Bradford. What am I saying? 3-0 to Bradford. Bournemouth Wolves. Wolves escaped 2-1. Luton Forest. Luton. Forest Luton, sorry. 2-2. Man City Brighton. 2-1 to City. Newcastle Palace. Absolute riot 4-0. Chelsea. Arsenal. 2-2 draw. Sheffield United, Man United, 2-1 to Manchester United in a narrow win. Villa, West Ham, 4-1. And then Spurs, Fulham, 2-0. Nonsense Monday game of the week. I think that Monday game did the FPL justice. It did do my FPL justice. It did do that. Son, Son and... Yeah, Son was my captain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's still nonsense though because it's Monday. So let's jump let's jump into the big talking points. First off, first talking point, and we'll come back to this. Sorry, not first talking point, but like a talking point that we'll come back to. I just want you to marinate on it. We had four red cards in the match week. In 10 games, we had four red cards. Wow. So we'll come back to that in a bit. So let's start with obviously the Merseyside derby. Everyone thought that Liverpool come out with it, you know, the usuals. Obviously, it was at Anfield, so everyone thought it would be like breezy and Liverpool smoky. But Everton did give them a game, yeah? Yes, they did, actually. 
even with even with being nine, even with being one man down, they still gave them a game. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I expected Liverpool to like come up and do stuff, but like no. Everton came out like we're going to defend and we'll break on the counter and all that stuff. But so question for you though. Question for you though. Liverpool, are they deceiving themselves or are they for real? And what what I mean is, are they actual title contenders no. or you didn't even allow me to finish the question, bro. Oh, once you just say the title contender, that just pulled me off. What finish it, please? So yeah, is are they actual title contenders or they are just wanting us to think they are title contenders? I would say they are top top six contenders, top four basically, but not for the title. No, no way near that. No way. Yeah. I mean, to think though, Liverpool, like even with like the midfield 2.0 and all that stuff, they still don't look like that Liverpool, you know. Like I'm 100% sure take out Mo Salah, and we'll talk about Salah in a minute, but take out Mo Salah out of that team. And I don't know where the goals are coming from, from that team. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And Liverpool, they're very lucky that Salah is not a player to get injured. Because if he was an injury prone, like uh, let's say he's like a Martial, Injury prone. Liverpool be a mess right now. Exactly. Do you do you have him on FPL? No, I never have Mosala on FPL. No. I don't know. That makes tough for us though. But imagine how much how many points he's bagging. Every because he he scores or assists every week. Yeah, but I don't I don't just like the fact that he's that expensive. I mean, he does give the points to react to that, but I don't I don't I don't like him in my team. Not to be no puns at that. But I don't like him in my team. Yeah. And then from an Everton point of view, do you think there's a different side to Everton this year? Obviously, the red card from Ashley Young, one of the four red cards, so he I got think, two I yellows. Think, I think that red card actually showed us what Everton looks like. Because before the red card, they were a bit slacky. But after the red card, they became more tight, more compact. And yeah, you know, sometimes in football, you just need something to change for your team to actually come out and act right. Yeah. And I think that's what made Everton act right. So, and um and I'm and I mean like the red card too was clear, right? The two two yellows, both fouls. But the controversial point of that game was Ibrahim Konate when he was the second you know he was already on a yellow. Yeah. Do you think he was meant to be sent off for the second foul? Hundred percent. He was meant to be gone off from that stadium, gone off from the pitch. Straight red for that second challenge if I were to be the referee. Yeah. So and obviously Liverpool they went back to winning ways. After Drew Brighton last week, and I mean, there's I don't think there's anything more to say from that game. I'm I'm not too worried about Everton this year, this season. I think they'll they'll they won't be fighting relegation again, like last season. So, anyways, yeah, let's move on to the next big one. And I want to talk about this one for a minute because remember when we did the IG live, I said I said something. This is a homecoming for him. Bournemouth Wolves. Wolves ended up winning 2-1. Gary O'Neill, what a job he has done at Wolves. As I predicted, I did say 2-0, but some people don't like keeping clean sheets. I don't know why. But at the end of the day, it still comes down to one thing. Hang Hee Chan is going to be a problem in this league. Yeah, him and, him and Pedro Neto. 
Yeah. 100%. And I did tell you, I did mention it, Dominic Solanke, Philip Billings. I did call those two names on our last encounter. I did say those guys, they have the quality. Solanke always calls Billing away sets up and they did exactly what I said. But, but was it, I'm pretty sure Billing was a decoy for the goal, right? If I remember correctly. I mean, he did grab the assist. Yeah, but he was still decoy for the goal, though. Yeah. But as I was saying, a homecoming to Gary O'Neill. A homecoming to Gary O'Neill and he he did something that I found very mature and very mature and respectful. He didn't celebrate the goal. Like when they scored the winning goal, he didn't celebrate. He respectfully just showed respect for if that's the best way to put it, showed respect for Bournemouth, his former employer. So that, I think that was a really classy gesture of him, yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, I would agree. I would agree. But God knows if I mean people are different. Managers are different. Some people do show respect, some people don't. Because we all know Eddie Howe, he definitely celebrated. <laughs> he definitely celebrated. But fair play to fair play to him. Yeah. Anyways, okay, moving on from there. Good game by Wolves. Let's move on. City Brighton. City were two new up. City were two new up. First half, first half, City were two nil up. Absolute domination from the game. It looked like you could see. It looked like City being City, you know. And everyone thought the game was done for Brighton. Like Brighton had no way back into the game. Mm -hmm. And then, from nowhere, second half, City just disappear, and Brighton comes and absolutely take over the game. Question for you from this game is. What is going on with City? Like, and I know that's too general, but like, what is going on with City? And also, if in also Brighton too, what's going on? Because first half to Brighton looked absolute shambles. I w- I wouldn't I wouldn't say um there's something going on with the two teams. I'll just say it's two really big teams in the league right now because you have to give particular they're a big team right now in the league. Two really big teams in the league, and. When two big teams go head to head, you can only expect two things. Either one absolutely dominates the other, or they have a fair play of dominance. And that's what we saw in the City game. First half was City dominating, taking their chances. But Brighton, that's where the that's where the mistake is. Brighton did not take their chances when they had the chance to dominate. Yeah, because the levels were raised. Um, um levels were raised, but at the end of the year, the Etihad Stadium. So you still have to know that okay, the fans got City's backs and everything. So Brighton did not really take the chances. If not, I could have seen a 2 or draw in that game. We're talking, no, Spy, we're talking about a 3-2 win for Brighton because they had two good chances they missed. I think Mitoma missed one. I and did know that, but... Did he missed two? Yeah, I do know that, but the thing about City is that once they draw, the tempo is going to rise. Like, once the score is level, they prefer to always be, like, comfortable on top. They're not like all these other teams that they will take a draw home. No, they always want... The three points, at worst, they will take a draw. So if Brighton did grab one back, then I think City will turn out to be City again and start dominating. In the first half, as I said, the first half was absolute shambles by Brighton. And that kind of made the game boring a bit. Because City was just dominating. And when you know when City dominates, it kind of gets boring. Like you have seen it over and over and over again. Jeremy Doku, that's why I liked watching it. He is commencing players from that left. He made, he made this guy... He gave this guy hell, sorry. Um, Milner, James Milner. And James Milner is a good defender. He gave James Milner hell. Johnny Doku has a 
certain skill that he does and he that skill has a hundred percent success rate. That little yeah. body thing chopping. Yeah. He, Don't you always do that? Don't you always do that? I do do it, but his success rate is wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it kind of makes me think if Jack Grealish still has a place in this team, though. Do you get what I mean? Like, because Doku has come in and he has provided that. You know, when Sane first came in and he was electrifying on that wing for City, for City him and Mares, you know, when it was Sane and Mares on the wing, how wow. electrifying they were. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, that's what Doku kind of brings right now, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of scared for Jack Grealish about him losing his place, but, you know. They, they play a lot of games, so I don't think anything will happen to him, but still. Yeah. For this season, he'll be comfortable. Yeah. Doku, doku, doku. Um, I'm just going to touch about touch on this. And obviously, another red card in that game. Manuel Akanji, two yellow cards. Same thing, pretty much. Not not the best of not the best of ways to end the game, right? 100%. And you know, one of the managers I do hate his players getting red card is Pep Guardiola. Anyways, let's move on to the next game and we'll just touch on this for a minute because I don't even think there's anything to touch on in this game. Newcastle Palace, 4-0, absolute bashing. Considering Palace had the best defense, well, they didn't, I don't think, no, they didn't have the best defensive record, just had the most clean sheets. But absolute bashing. Pal- Newcastle had no mercy on them. Like, St. James Park was rocking. Like, when I mean rocking, like, if you're watching that game, St. James Park was rocking. I mean, yeah, Newcastle have scored the most goals this season. I think about 24, 25, 24 maybe. I would say 70% have come from a home game. So home games, some Genesis Park, they're kind of turning out to be the new Anfield. Yeah. The way the fans rally their players. If you watch the game against PSG, you could see it. And then you watch the game last week, you could also see it. Oh, that PSG game was electrifying. Like, I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, I want to be like, it was electrifying. Like, St. James Park was rocking that PSG Louis game. Dunk was looking like primal day. Oh my God. Like, exactly, bruh. That was crazy. That was a crazy game. And I mean, obviously, Palace is, in, Palace is a scrub team. You get what I mean? Like, they're not, scru- they're not scrubs. So, for Newcastle, it's absolutely... The about Palace is that seasons come, seasons go. But, one thing you can say about Palace is that is you can only call a handful of times that they have lost 4-0 to team big team small teams whatever lost 4-0 you can you have to go back in time to see that honestly I don't I can't remember when last Palace lost 4-0 that they always have a good defense or if their defense is switched off they always have a good attacking like the last time I could remember Palace going like three three goals with a team I think that was Man City when Andrew Townsend scored that banger. No, Arsenal. Arsenal, remember. Last season, Arsenal. How many was it? Arsenal, last season. When, when we beat them last season. Score? So I think it was 3-1 or so. Something like that. Or oh, they had to score. But 4-0, Palace? Yeah, that's that's a bit... That isn't it. Sorry, 4-1. We beat them 4-1 last season. But Newcastle, Newcastle are, you know, they are living their best life right now. Yeah. Definitely. St. James's Park, enjoy it. Let's move on to the big game of the week, obviously. Chelsea Arsenal, 2-2 two, two draw. To start, to, let, me, let, me, let me start this off. Arsenal played like complete garbage. Like, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't like that word. Played like, Arsenal are complete garbage. Carry on, please. You're crossing a line now. Carry on. Yeah, yes, Arsenal played like complete garbage. Like, I was so, t- like, 
And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not like the, the goals they scored, like it was from our errors or things like that. You get what I mean? It's just that the way we played, though, if we played so much more better, they wouldn't even have had the chance they had. Do you get what I mean? And, yeah. And obviously, do you have like five questions for this game? My first one is, do you think that Saliba's handball was actually handball? Mm, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it as a handball. But the fact that we saw the handball in that game, it, it just changed the rest of the Premier League games for the week. But that, was not, that is not a handball, in my opinion. Exactly, because like Saliba is literally jumping to defend the ball. Like it's not like he was on the ground and he stretched. He's jumping, and his hand is going with him. He, like he's he can't jump with his like. Do you get what I mean? Like at yeah, that point 100%. in time. So like I, I I just think that was really tough. That was a harsh call from the ref. For I swear, when when they played in real time, I was like, yeah, this is definitely going to be given, considering you know, VAR and the referees and all that good stuff. Well, my second question is, obviously, Chelsea came prepared. They played absolutely amazing football. Is this the Chelsea we should come to expect in terms of attacking-wise and even without the last 20 minutes of the game? Is this the Chelsea we should expect? Yeah. You could just see what Pochettino was doing in that team. That little, and I spoke about this last time, that little guy in the midfield, Cole Palmer, he is a problem. Yeah, he played Falls Nine for his he confidence. He is, um, he is, he is brilliant. He is the confidence to take the ball off Sterling. I know one time about footballers, you have been in this situation before. If you take the ball off someone to take a penalty, the pressure on your shoulders becomes a, a whole like times 10 higher because you just had an argument with someone. So you're not, your head is no more in the game. Do you get me? And yeah. For you to still slot that in calmly as it did. Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, he gave, he gave problem. And, you know, Chelsea's midfield now um, with um, Enzo, Caicedo and Gallagher, I think that's a really solid mid. Like, give them time and that'll be solid. Like, that'll be really solid. My next question from this game is, looking at Chelsea, the way they played today, sorry, the way they played this week, and then looking at their remaining fixtures, because they have six hell-looking fixtures. How many points do you think they can get from those fixtures? I think I answered this question before. If they... if I, I think that the substitutions that Pochettino made at the end of that game really sold it off for them because there was no much really of an attacking side again. So it was all Arsenal at the end of the game. But if he doesn't do that mistake in the next matches to come, I think they will actually take like... I think I'll say one more draw and a victory in the next games that they have so I'll say about five five points because yeah five points I mean they do play they play Bradford next right mm -hmm. they play Bradford next, and then I think after that they play they play Spurs then City then Newcastle then Brighton then United so I don't know bro I don't know Chelsea's hell looking fixtures aren't nah well, we'll see, though. We'll see. Obviously, I'm not going to talk much on Arsenal because, you know, we play like absolute shit. Um, two, two good goals, by the way, though. Two good goals, by the way, which I absolutely love Rice's goal. I gave him the benefit. I gave him the benefit of it. I was wanting to take the shot on. I was like, what are you doing? But then I saw it bounce just in the back of the net and I was like, okay, because 
in a big game like that for you to try that and as a keeper mistake but for you to try that wow yeah that was absolutely disrespectful though wow that was absolutely disrespectful from him well yeah two quality goals from him and from Trussard so I won't talk much on Arsenal Arsenal won today also in Champions League 2-1 against Sevilla I really don't even want to talk much about it so I'm just going to skip and move on to the next one Sheffield United versus Manchester United 2-1 oh my god Dalos goal did you see Dalos goal oh he's been watching my videos bro that was a banger that was nah blended like Beckham that was crazy bro has been watching that documentary too much that becomes documentary because <laughs> he absolutely coined that that was a shot and a half that was crazy and obviously um Maguire my question from this game comes from Maguire from a standpoint of Maguire do you think this is that was his reju- rejuvenation do you, get, do you get what I mean Yes, I do get what you mean, even though your English is a bit shocking. But um, I, I think that would be too soon, too soon to call it. But hopefully, because we, we would like to see that. He's, he just did a very good job for us today in the Champions League. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. And I think he's just slowly getting his confidence back. You could see today when he scored, Bruno Fernandes commanded all the players to come and celebrate with him. You could see that. Um, So yeah, I do say... Is is a stepping stool for him and Onana. The confidence is coming back, hopefully. And we'll have to see that. Yeah. And obviously this doesn't solve United's issues. United still have issues. Okay. But I mean I mean back to back to back wins, both in the league and in Champions League. They have given themselves hope in Champions League also. One one point just behind um Galatasaray, I think, in third or Copenhagen, one of them. Just one point behind one of those teams and then obviously in the league to back-to-back wins so I think that's hope or still they still need to solve their problems and their challenges yeah yeah because for us to be this is not the United I know the United I know against Brentford we are meant to be cruising no (laughs) against Copenhagen we are meant to be cruising instead we are playing on the back foot hopefully we get to where we want to get to but for now, a lot of work needs to be done. Yeah, and I mean, it's all about the W. Like, I mean, obviously the performance matters, but if you if you get the W, you take it and you move on. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, okay. Um. Lastly, before we summarize the rest of the games, Spurs Fulham. Two win winners over Fulham. Spurs son seven goals in nine games. Mad same three goals and five assists. This duo is going to be the next. I don't. I, I literally don't know what to say. Like these guys are running riots. Like when are they going to lose? Like please tell me when are they going to lose? Next week. Next week. That's crazy. Do you know who they play next week? Crystal Palace. Oh my god. I mean, it be. It could be shocking though. They play them. Oh Friday. I'm not too big on Friday games, but Friday could be good though. Next week fixtures are much watching. I'm not even joking. We'll get to that in a minute, just a minute. But yeah, Spurs, Fulham, 2-0. Son and Madison both scoring. We all thought that without Kane, these guys aren't going anywhere. But Madison is proving to be the signing of the season. It's between him and Benningham up at Madrid. That's a, that's a long stretch. But to be fair, the stats are very similar. Like literally, every time a goal is scored for Spurs, it's like 
Madison scoring it or Madison assisting. Like you could say he's you could say he's the sign of the season though. He's the most influential player on the season, I could say that. Okay, influential. Yeah, that's one way of saying it too. But then there's still there's still a, there's still there still can be an argument made that he's the sign of the season. Well obviously let's let's assume Bellingham is in another world though. I agree. And obviously Bellingham also scored today too. Like bro just loves scoring goals. Like I don't oh, know. Oh love from outside the box. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Absolutely crazy. But yeah, so Spurs, obviously, I don't think they would go all the way, but still, it's still scary to think that Spurs are sitting top of the table, though. I mean, last time we, we imagined that was the year Chelsea won the league. Remember that year Chelsea won the league? Mm-hmm. Antonio Conte, and they were struggling, and they finished second, I think, or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. This Chile, yes. Yeah, so... Anyways, let's move on to your player of the game. Or your players of the game. Oh no, that came out strong. Obviously, as an as a very interesting match rig, like, can we hear your player of the game for each game? So starting with Liverpool Everton. Wow. Okay. Liverpool Everton Mo Salah for the two goals. Okay. Bradford Burnley. I would say Bueno. Bournemouth Wolves. Pedro Neto. Lovely. Forrest Luton. Forrest absolutely dropped two goals. Like, how do you... Antelia Langa. City Brighton. Jeremy Doku. Newcastle Palace. Newcastle. Sorry. <laughs> Jacob Murphy. Bro, his expressions are something else. And like, every time he scores... He's a meme. Expre- like, he it's is crazy. a walking meme. Let's move on. Chelsea Arsenal. Um, nobody. Sorry. 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 Um, I'll say Palmer. Actually, no. Actually, no, no, no. I'll say Saliba. Sheffield, Manchester United. McTominay. Harry Maguire. McTominay. Villa West Ham. Fantagosteries. That was a game we didn't talk about, but you leave it. Sports Fulham. Madison. Actually, no, some. But yeah, just just to round up the big, obviously the big games in the week. Chelsea drawing to Arsenal 2-2. City beating Brighton 2-1. Liverpool winning the Merseyside Derby 3-0. Um, Villa, we didn't talk about this, but Villa beat West Ham 4-1. Yeah? 4-1. Yeah. And what a job by United Emery. Just let me just put down this side. What a job by United Emery. Eight games unbeaten at home. Sorry, 11 consecutive wins at home. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Though. 11 consecutive wins at home. Other than City and Arsenal, the next team since the start of 2023 is Villa. No, I'm, I'm not telling I'm not telling you. I'm Sorry, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, Spy. Like, after Masti, Masti and Sit and Arsenal are the only two teams that have more points since the start of 2023 than Villa. Like, that's just crazy. Like, that's crazy. I don't like the fact that Arsenal is up there. But okay. And then, obviously, Spurs rounded the top, beating Fulham 2 0, sitting top of the table, City following right behind with Arsenal. Um, so there, now before I round up do you want to give your matric predictions here or IG live as usual I'll give it on the IG live IG live yeah okay hope you guys tune in this time around yeah, yeah. IG live Friday yeah. 
Friday, right? Friday. Just before, yeah, just before the sports game. Just before the sports game. Just before the sports game, yeah. So, this is a wrap on another episode of Final of the Fans podcast. Recap and breakdown of March Week 9. This is episode 10. We are moving into March Week 10. 10 episodes in. We absolutely thank you guys for listening and always tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Spy anything else? Um, I would say just tune in, get your notifications ready for IG Lives on Friday. Always and always, thank you guys for the good work. Your support keeps us going. And um, yeah, don't forget to like and share. And if you haven't subscribed, subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you getting the notifications when we drop an episode every week except when there's an international break but every week when we drop an episode you get notified thank you guys again for all your support have an amazing week ahead bro I'm, I'm not at it today bro we'll be back on IG live with our match week 10 predictions match week 10 has some really juicy fixtures so you want to you want to tune in for that pre- for those predictions Derby what he said so yeah we're out guys have a good week